The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, welcome to the show. 500th episode here on Dose of Leadership. I'm going to do something a little different. Do a thing called micro-dosing. I want to give little snippets, maybe a little 10-minute episodes, try to do this on a more frequent basis so you don't have to listen to a full maybe 60-minute conversation and share with you, repurpose some of my old content that I've had here on the show. I'm excited this is the 500th episode. I decided not having a guest because I'm doing some things different here. I've reflected a lot about the show over the last summer. And I think I'm going to change the name. In fact, I know I'm going to change the name of the show to The Dose instead of just Dose of Leadership because a lot of my conversations are morphing into more than just specific about leadership. I said on a previous episode that, you know, talking about team building or employee engagement, important stuff, but I feel drawn to be talking about more deeper stuff than that because it's challenging times. Let's face it. You know, we're facing some unprecedented challenging times. It's difficult to be and find our way in this kind of mess. I know it has been for me. This show has been tremendous, having conversations with people from all types. And I want to change the name of the show, The Dose. And so we're going to be doing that over the next couple of months as I rebrand this. Still talking about leadership because leadership is a big umbrella. We're talking about being the composed force in a chaotic situation, right? Talking about how do we add value to everything that we do. Those are still the basic foundations and premise that we'll always talk about here in the show. But by calling it the dose, it's going to give me the ability to maybe I bring somebody like a Gene Simmons from Kiss on the show, right? And we talk about mindset or maybe we talk sometimes about we bring politicians on and we talk about certain things. So it's going to be a a lot broader and it's going to be a little more less specific about some of the business side of leadership, if you will. But I certainly love talking about those things and they're certainly important. And today I want to talk about in my first micro dose episode, if you will. About this kind of dose of accountability. Talk about accountability again. It comes up time and time again. And it's probably one of the most, if you're looking to make an impact, if you want to do something different on the leadership front, understand the difference between accountability and responsibility. It's huge. I've talked about it on the show before. I give it in keynotes. And when I give in coaching, I talk about accountability in this aspect. Look, I fly planes for a living. I have for almost 30 years. There's one person in an aircraft, when you're on a multi-crew aircraft, some, one person's accountable for the whole thing. And it's the aircraft commander, or the captain, or the pilot in command, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of crew members on these planes that have functional leadership responsibility. And as a captain or an aircraft commander, I'm not a special. I, you know, they. I, I'm not a specialist in their functional leadership responsibility. I know a little bit about their job, but they, for example, the navigator. There's the, the navigator. The flight attendant's got to be the flight attendant. The, the load master. When I was in the Marine Corps flying C-130s, they were responsible for loading the aircraft and the weight and bl- balance and on and on. But as the aircraft commander, the person that signs for the plane, I'm accountable for everything. So if the loadmaster fails in their leadership responsibility, I'm still accountable for that. And same thing with the CEO in a a large organization, they're accountable for the leadership failures of the people in their team. Even if they didn't cause that directly, they're still accountable. So it's a concept that a lot of people aren't comfortable with because it seems like, well, hey, well, this person failed. Why should I take the heat for it? Well, that's the price of leadership. 
And I'm going to share with you today a snippet from an episode from almost nine years ago. It's hard to believe. It's episode five, the day that I launched the podcast in January 22nd of 2013. So I found this little snippet. And Gene Kranz, if you don't know who he is, he was the flight director of NASA during NASA's heyday. So when Apollo 11 landed on the moon... 1969, the summer of 69, Gene Kranz was the one sitting there at Mission Control, accountable for all those team members, everything that was happening, right? He had all the communication feeds coming into his loop, and he was kind of managing the whole thing. And one of the interesting things about that, there was this, if you listen to it or you study the moon landing, there's a lot of little micro-emergencies, a lot of go-no decision points that happened during this descent to the moon. And kind of the famous one was when we had these kind of these 1202 codes or 1201 codes. And if you study it or you watch the movie uh, or you listen to the uh, audio recordings of the moon landing, it doesn't sound tense, but when you know the story behind the lines, it was a very tense moment. And there was this 26-year-old engineer named Steve Bales. And Steve Bales was the kind of lead of the uh, guidance team, if you will. So he understood all the, the navigation about what was to kind of control the descent. And so he was, he, he knew all the ins and outs that could happen. And as they were making the descent to the moon, a downrange navigation error had the flight computer believe that the spacecraft was descending at 20 feet per second, 14 miles per hour faster than it actually was. So the abort limit was 35 feet per second. And so if that error couldn't be corrected, then somebody had to make the call to stop the landing. So here we are coming down into the descent, and then Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin gets this error code 1202 flash on the lunar module's navigation computer. So Aldrin's going, uh, if you listen to the recording, he's going uh, 1202, 1202, and Armstrong in this tense voice, if you listen to the recording, says, uh, give us a reading on the 1202 program alarm, because they didn't know what it was. Gene Krantz, sitting there in, in Mission Control, he didn't know what it was. But this 26-year-old Steve Bales did because that was his functional responsibility. And so this tension filled this mission control room like, oh, my God, we're getting so close. Do we need to abort? I need to know. And Gene Kranz is looking at Steve Bales going, is this go-no-go time? Tell me, what is it? It was clear that this 1202 is causing serious concern. So they're looking at Bales. Bales knows what it is. He gives a thumbs up to Gene Krantz saying, hey, you know, as long as this doesn't repeat, it's good to go. He remembered from training what this 1202 was. It was just that the computer couldn't keep up. It wasn't a serious emergency. So he gives a thumbs up to Gene Krantz, and Gene Krantz says, okay, I believe you. It's still a go. So here's this 26-year-old engineer in the deciding eye of the storm for the moon landing. Think about that pressure, and think about Gene Krantz with his ability to empower Steve Bell and trust Steve Bells that this was good to go. And you can only do this if you fully understand accountability. And so this clip I'm going to play to you, I just set the stage there, kind of talks about kind of Gene Kranz's philosophy and how he set the stage so that this young Steve Bales felt empowered and confident that he could communicate this, right? It's a, it's a great clip. And so I'm going to play this. It's about two and a half minutes, and it's from, again, from, from the episode five of the show back in 2013. So if you want to listen to the whole thing, go listen to Gene Kranz, episode five on Dose of Leadership. But here it is. I'm going to play this for you. Just listen to the whole clip, and it's pretty interesting. I was probably the, uh, the most emotional of the uh, flight directors. Again, this was no different than uh, taking my uh, flight uh, that I had over in Korea before we, when we would finish our briefings, before we would set off on what missions we had. Sometimes it was escort aircraft, uh, reconnaissance aircraft in from Japan. 
sometimes it was to uh, work with foreign air controllers on the ground. I always said I gave them a pep talk. And it was absolutely essential that these people recognize uh, the role and responsibility and the challenges they're going to face. Generally, uh, in uh, mission control for landing day, about uh, 25 minutes uh, before we actually uh, started down from the uh, uh, orbit around the moon to the surface, uh, this is the last opportunity we have for a restroom break, and it's also the last opportunity I have to sort of get my mind and get my uh, console in order uh, for the challenge that we're going to face as we go down to the moon. And as the controllers came back into the room, I had them go into a private communications loop that no one other than the people in the room could hear. And I advised them that uh, today we were going to do something that never had been done before. We were going to meet many challenges, but we were well-trained. And as a team, I had a lot of confidence in them. And then I finished with some words that I didn't realize the significance until controllers came back to me uh, later on. I said, whatever happens here today, I will stand behind every decision you will make. We came into this room as a team, and we will leave as a team. And then I told my ground controller to lock the doors. And when those doors were locked, the controllers, no one would leave or enter that room until we had either landed, we had crashed, or we had aborted. And whatever happened, we were fully accountable for it. And I believe this, uh, there was one young controller made a lot of decisions by the name of Steve Bales. And uh, he was the guy responsible for looking into the guts of the computer and saying, we're going those program alarms flight. And years later, he came back and then he says, those were probably the most important words he ever heard in his entire time in the space program. Wow. We came to this room as a team, and we will leave as a team. Isn't that amazing? I mean, and the, and the, the beautiful thing about it was is that, you know, he's, Gene Kranz is setting that stage, and he told everybody, look, I got your back on this. And that's what accountability is, particularly when you've got good eggs that are working for you, right? Now, let's just forget about if somebody's, does something illegal, unethical, or immoral, right? then that's a whole different thing. But let's just assume the vast majority of people are doing, they make, and if they make honest mistakes, they're honest mistakes. And just the fact that Gene Krantz said, look, I got your back. No matter what happens, I got you. And because he set that stage, then everybody else felt empowered, felt that they were trust, you know, trusted, and they had this freedom. And so it creates this freedom to to talk about things openly and without fear of, of reprimand or fear of getting punished. And that is the power of accountability. And I had no doubt that if that would have been a failure or they didn't land on the moon because Steve Bell said, yeah, let's abort, not today, you know, with all that pressure of trying to make this happen and he makes the call, I'm sure Gene Krantz would have supported them 100%. So I'll, let me know what you think about that. I think, you know, if you can listen to the full episode again, it's episode five, and Gene Krantz is great. But I just wanted to give you that insight, and I want you to walk away this week or today and think about how can you be more accountable? How can you set the stage and create a culture where people feel empowered, they feel comfortable of not brushing mistakes under, under the rug or trying to hide them, but they can take those risks knowing that if they do fail, they do stumble, and they will, that you've got their back. 
because it's going to breed loyalty. It's going to breed a sense of camaraderie, culture that is hard to describe because people just don't do it. People don't don't hold themselves accountable when mistakes are made, particularly when they're the ones that not make it. When their functional leaders fail and you got their back, you're going to breed loyalty that is hard to describe. And that's what I want you to walk away and take away today. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me at richardadoseofleadership.com. Leave some comments on this episode and share it with somebody. It'd be great if you could spread the word about Dose of Leadership because it's your spreading the word that allows us to stay front and center and continue to grow as we go into our 10th year. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you got some value out of this. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.